Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. Whatever it is that you're holding on to that's not making you feel that you're worthy or that you're enough, well, now you can change it. Welcome to The Best Bits with Lily and Alice. We'd like to recognise the traditional peoples of this continent whose land was stolen nearly 250 years ago. In particular, we at The Best Bits would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land in which this podcast is being recorded today. And we extend our respects to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Hello, my love. How are you? I am good, Lil. How are you? I am good. I am good. I'm so excited about today's episode. <laughs> Honestly, can we just stop talking and get you guys to listen? Because yes. it's full fucked. <laughs> oh my God. Alice and I, we just couldn't even speak. We just looked at each other for like a minute, like, holy shit. <laughs> what just happened? Yeah. We just went to heaven. And now we went to heaven. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, we'll introduce it in a bit. Um, yeah. Alice, tell me best and worst of the week. Best bit of the week was so I had to rent out an Airbnb to film some content for a brand, and um, because my house is a piece of shit, basically, <laughs> and oh I couldn't film aesthetic stuff in my house, so I decided to spend three hundred dollars on an Airbnb just down the road. We love this. We love it. <laughs> Thank you very much for claiming it on tax. Anyway, so then um, I did that and my uh, – Your what? <laughs> guys, I have a boyfriend. <laughs> Finally, I, she's yeah, filling the tea. Finally, tell us. Tell us a little bit. Well, I have this friend who's a boy and he's very nice. <laughs> What's his yeah. name? I don't know if I can. I'm not going to disclose the name. Confidentiality. <gasps> not going to oh disclose God. it. No. You guys can hit me up. I'll tell you his name in my DMs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I went with my boyfriend <laughs> and it was really nice. We spent like a, a, a night in like the Airbnb after I did the shoot and made pizzas and watched. Oh. We literally watched like it was so random. Like, let's watch something funny. So we watched um, Jonah from Summer Heights. Oh, so <laughs> like, was like, good. And we're just pissing ourselves laughing. It was hell, hell good. And then Zix oh. could stay. So we just had a good time. And then we woke up and the sunrise was full cooked. It was like purple, orange, pink, like 
So that was one of my best bits of the week. And then my worst bit, oh gosh. So I have a wedding in two weeks, right? And I've never been to a wedding in my life except for one, which is my auntie's, but it was like chill low key. Like I was like fucking two. And then I asked my friends what I should wear to the wedding. And she was like, wear something that's long, dressy, la, la, la. I was like, this is, this is normal. So I went to the shopping mall by myself on Sunday and I had a full like crisis. I was just like, this is not me. I feel really uncomfortable here. I hate shopping for myself. I hate shopping for dresses. I hate wearing dresses. I hate wearing something that someone told me to wear. So I just didn't have a good time. So then I went online and bought a dress, which is coming in the mail. And I really, 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 really hope it fits because I don't want to go shopping again. So that was my worst bit. It's something that we don't really talk about. Hey, like that is an uncomfortable like experience for a lot of people that don't feel comfortable in, in things like dresses and, and things that don't feel like themselves and then they have, you know, they, well, they get to go to this, you know, event and, but then you're kind of told what to wear and just because you're a female, you know, what you have to wear, it doesn't really matter if you feel uncomfortable in that because that's what you have to wear. It's, it's really, it's a really interesting conversation. Um, Mm. But I think so. I think we've all experienced being in the shopping center and just literally having a menti bee. Yeah, it's just like fuck, and then you, yeah, oh, so annoying. Like people kept coming up to me, being like, "Oh, like, um, in the shops, like, do you need help, um, with this dress?" And then I'd be in the change room, like trying on like yeah. five different dresses, and they'd come in, they'd be like, "Hey, sweetie, do you need another size?" I'm oh, like, "No, fuck no, 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 no. <laughs> leave me alone. I'm naked." Okay, leave me alone. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah. Oh, anyway, nah, I get so, you. That sucks. It does suck. And I think that because I'm like, I crit- like, I don't, I just find the whole uh, concept of like weddings and like dressing up and like being told what to wear really frustrating. Like, and I, mm-hmm. not against anyone who has a wedding and I, who knows, I might have a wedding one day, but mm-hmm. like, I just get like, just let everyone wear whatever they want and whatever they feel yeah. comfortable in. Like, why do we have to wear dresses? Why do we have to wear suits? Like, you know, that's just my idea of it anyway. And I just like was resenting the whole process and I was just like, bah, no. Yeah. yeah, I completely agree. It's just like that mm. one of those societal norms that just still hasn't like really, we yeah. haven't really broken away from. Yeah. Mm. So interesting. Such a good uh, conversation to have, I think. Yeah. We should actually have that on an entire podcast. Yeah, I think we should too. I think we should mm. too. What um, were your best? Lil? My best. My best, my best, my best. I had such a beautiful weekend we spent saturday and sunday nights uh camping on the beach it was so beautiful and i've taken up drawing like i've just started drawing and sketching things and it's something that i'm talking about in tuesday's episode but it's just been so fun and like i look forward to it every day like i'm just really enjoying it um and it's just nice to be like a little bit creative i don't know i'm just having so much fun with it um, um, yeah. What do you draw? Like, how do you draw? Like, are you good? Like, do you sketch? Do you paint? Do you? Um, I have just, I literally went to the news agency the other day. I bought, um, like a, a pad and like six different pencils, like just normal, um, normal lead pencils, but you know, like the different thickness and whatever. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm just sketching like black and white. I'm not, I'm not awful at it but I'm not very good. 
I'm right. like right in the middle. And I think if I was awful at it, I just wouldn't do it because I'd be like, oh, yes. like this isn't fun. So Literally. I'm okay at it. Um, right. But can, yeah, you please it's just so one, can you please post one yes. of your stories? I want to see it. I will. I will. Oh, God, that's very yeah. vulnerable. But yes, it. I will. No, do it. Do it. And then I'll post one of mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, let's do it. Let's post it. Let's do it. All right. Oh, yeah. God. Okay. Um, and then my worst, honestly, my worst probably isn't something that's happened to me, but my sister, um, she's in Japan and they were there for two weeks. The first week was like sick. They're having so much fun. And then the second week they started skiing and her partner has done something to his ACL. And so he's like, he's, um, you know, struggling with that and she's got the flu and then their flights were cancelled and delayed and all these things and she's, yeah, I just feel so sorry for her. It just sucks. Um, So that's probably my worst, you know, when like a family member's having a rough time, you just feel shit. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I think that's probably my worst. Um, guys that sucks it sucks like they were having such a good time and then yeah yeah, he did his acl he's gonna get an mri and she's yeah she's like i don't know whether she's got covid or flu or i have no idea um she's struggling yeah just that whole like you know you can put yourself into that situation where flights are cancelled you've got to change all your plans like what you thought was gonna happen isn't gonna happen like Oh, it's just so shit. Um, yeah, it sucks. What's your quote? Tell me a quote. My quote is something that I've been repeating to myself this past – well, actually, the story behind this. I don't know if I made this quote up, okay? Right. So I'm just going to pretend I did, and if anyone hats me, yes. then that's okay too. Yes. Um, and it's a quote I wrote in my journal um, the day that me and my ex broke up. So it would have been six or so months ago now. And I put it on the top of my desk every, like once that happened and I look at it every morning and the quote is, you'll be amazed at what you attract when you start believing in what you deserve. Mm. And I feel like the past few months that has really come into fruition and mm. just reminds me to be sure of myself. It reminds me to be confident in who I am, to know my worth and to never, ever, ever settle. If that's relationships if that's you know fucking whatever like mm-hmm. yeah so I really like that and I do not know if I made it up but I'm just gonna pretend it's I from think me. you made it up okay that's fine yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure you did yeah all right trademark done it. trademark <laughs> I'll put my right, there. so good I feel like these last six months for you have just been transformative mm. and yeah I'm just so stoked for you it's it's amazing and you really do you live that you live that you live by that quote um yeah thank so you it's amazing thank you very much thank you very much what's your quote uh my quote is one that i can't believe i haven't uh done yet because oh. it's my favorite quote i oh. think i heard it i don't know maybe like 5 years ago or something and i just always reminded myself of it and it's one by John Stewart. I don't know if um, you guys know John Stewart. He used to uh, host the Daily Show in the US. 
um, but he's really, really smart. And he said one time, if you don't stick to your values when your values are being tested, they're not values, they're hobbies. <laughs> and yeah, I just love it. I love it. And I always remind myself of it. And I just think it's, it's so true. You can't say that you value something or that something is important to you, but when it's really tested, you don't stick to it. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's one, I just always remind myself of it and I love it. Um, I love I that. I haven't said that one yet. Yeah. It's that's, my favorite. Like you can, that's, you can think about that quote for about five hours. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. It's so wow. good. I just love it. I love it. Um, but let's get on to our let's episode. Oh, sorry. No, today we have Sarah Grimberg who honestly, guys, I, cannot believe we got on the podcast. I just sent a message on a whim, not expecting her to reply. Actually, no, I, I was respecting her, expecting her to reply because she's really, really great at that. But I was, mm. I was thinking that I would get like a polite, very kind no. And when she said, literally, she just said, sure, would love to, when? And I literally screamed <laughs> and at 11.11. 11, um, Oh, it's so, so exciting. And this interview just left us speechless. She is, she's so incredible. She has literally interviewed probably anyone famous or anyone, anyone super, super incredible that you can think about. She's interviewed. Yeah. So very, very grateful. I just can't believe it. Um, Yeah. I hope you guys enjoy this Mm -hmm. episode as much as we bloody loved interviewing her. She's incredible. Well, today I am feeling incredibly grateful because we are interviewing genuinely one of my biggest inspirations, Sarah Grimberg. Formerly the executive producer at Hamish and Andy, Sarah is now an author, a speaker, and she hosts the hugely popular podcast, A Life of Greatness, where she has interviewed some of the most inspiring thought leaders of our time about what it takes to live a life of greatness. Sarah, welcome to the podcast, and I cannot thank you enough for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's so nice to be here with you both. Oh, we are so, so grateful, and we always start our episodes with uh, your best and your worst of the week. So we would love to know what is the best thing that happened to you this week, but also the worst. Something that has happened to me this week, which um, is really exciting, but I can't, um, I have to give you minimal details, so that's a little bit annoying, but anyway, (laughs) um, is a manifestation that I've been working on for a long period of time, I can tell is about to come to fruition, and I just got the news last night, and it's like looking so close, so that's something that's really exciting and, and you know, it gives me more joy in having loving manifestation and being able to create things that I desire and bring them into my life. And something which is very petty that annoying, that, that I found a little bit frustrating this week was <laughs> I record from a studio. Um, so when I do recordings, like there's a lot that goes behind it. I have to book the studio. There's a, um, a film team that um, is all organised. Like there's a lot of moving parts mm. it's not just turn on the camera at home and um, do a zoom interview kind of thing yeah but that's easy within itself anyway but there's like a, a juggernaut of things to organize when I record an interview for my podcast and when I got into work the person 
half an hour before the podcast was like, oh, I'm sorry. It was kind of a lame excuse they used and they were like, I can't do the recording. And I was like, mm. you know, not it's a big not deal. Writing. It was, you know, you pay for parking, you mm-hmm. do everything to kind of like get yourself there. So that was a little bit frustrating, but I thought to mm. myself, you know what, rather than, A, there's way bigger problems in the world, this is really not a big one, but it was more so than rather than what is what am I learning from this in the sense of I could get really annoyed by this and mm-hmm. my day like me thinking they don't understand the amount of work that goes behind one of my interviews and the amount of people that need to be organised to get them here. Mm-hmm. Or I can just be like, okay, they've got their own thing going on. Um, yeah, we'll reschedule the interview. That wasn't the problem. Mm. I can hold on to this and let it ruin my day or I can let it go and think about all the other great things that I need to do that day. And you know what? I had to record some other bits and pieces in um, at work that day anyway, not um, interviews but other intros and stuff like that and ads. So mm-hmm. I got to do all that regardless and rather than hold on to it and let it be the most annoying thing that could have happened, it was my turn to, like, work through letting that go. So that's mm. a good lesson for us all, I think. Mm. Absolutely. And it's kind of those moments in life I feel like where you do end up being grateful for it because it's like, oh, I'm actually quite proud of myself there. And, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm practising what I preach. That's really good. Absolutely. So, yeah, so it's been a great week besides from that little thing, which really wasn't such a big deal in the scheme of things. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. Pleasure. When you had mentioned before manifestation and something that's been happening is like something that you've been manifesting kind of came true. I'm sure that a lot of people listening have heard of manifestation, but like what does it mean to manifest something in your life? Yeah, so that's a great question. So manifestation is getting an idea, uh, a desire or a dream, thinking that and then bringing that into real life. Mm. That is that is like the meaning of manifestation, creating something from a thought or a desire and bringing it into reality. So people think, oh, well, how can you do that? The way that you do that is quite complex. So the first thing about manifestation is that it's about feeling good about yourself and those mm-hmm. subconscious beliefs that you have um, from when you're young, before you're seven, we our subconscious becomes kind of wide in our brain and it does that due to our environment. So our community that we're around, our friends, our family, whoever's taking care of us, those that's what we look at and that's how, how our belief system is formed. And obviously this can all be changed, but that's why if you have little kids should be very conscious of what you're putting in their subconscious mind because they don't work from the conscious mind till after seven. Then after seven, we work from the conscious mind, but those subconscious beliefs of what we think about ourselves are set from that young age. So when we're manifesting, the whole idea is to ensure that the subconscious mind is at a state where it feels good about itself, where it feels worthy, where it feels that it is able to bring its wishes and desires into reality. Because if we haven't gotten that down pat, then we can wish and dream all we want. But if we don't believe in what we're trying to bring into reality, then it's not going to come into fruition. So that's the first big thing is to try to rewire your subconscious mind. And the way to do those kind of things is you know, you can do those simple affirmations about feeling worthy and all that kind of stuff. But the best way to do them is 
to record yourself saying things like I am loved, I am worthy, I am wealthy, whatever it is that you want to bring into your um, into fruition, say them in first person. So I am this, not like I want this because I want means you don't have it. So you have to say in I am, record them probably for like half an hour or so, then loop it on your like um, iPhone or whatever you have. And then when you go to sleep at night, put your earphones in and put that on whilst you fall asleep. So, you know, you don't put it on that. It's so loud that you can't fall asleep. But this is what I did for years. Put it on so it allows you to fall asleep because when you fall asleep, your subconscious mind turns on. So your subconscious mind is taking in all that messaging. If you're going around in the day and just putting your earphones on and listening to it, you're, it's from the conscious mind. So it's not going to like get in as much as it will if you're sleeping. So that's an awesome technique to use. And I mean, fall asleep to it, but your brain will still be on. So say, for example, if you fall asleep and you're watching TV and there's like a show on and it's, you know, got a lot of violence and stuff in it, if you go to sleep, your brain is still taking in what's on the picture, even though you're asleep. So you'll find that you might have nightmares (laughs) or you'll wake up feeling like not quite right because your subconscious mind has taken in all the pictures from the screen. So this is doing exactly the same thing, but it's doing it from a place of putting good messaging into your brain. So that's one way way of rewiring the subconscious mind. And then once you do that, you go into, okay, what do I want to bring into my life that I really love? And say it's like you want to create, you want to bring in romance or you want to bring more abundance into your life or something like that. So then you'd go into doing that within meditation and I designed a meditation that I sell on my website for exactly this, for manifestation. So what you do is you do this through imaging. So when you go into a meditative state, you need to get into that meditative state first and then you'll go into doing imaging within your mind, mental rehearsal about what it is that you want to bring into your life. So say, for example, you want to bring in, like I mentioned, a love interest So you obviously don't know what they look like or anything like that, but you think about like how you would feel if you're, if you're with them and what that would make, how that would make you act and what are the things that you would do with them. But the whole thing about mental rehearsal is not just thinking about it. It's raising your energy, which is the biggest part of manifestation. Your energy must be raised to allow the frequency to go out into the quantum and come back to you. So once you do that, everything within the quantum field, which is, you know, what we can't see, is possible. Everything is possible in the quantum and that's um, uh, what we find, find out with physics and all this kind of stuff where what you put out you will receive. Mm. So it's about raising your energy because once you do that, then you can bring what you want into your wishes and desires. And this can take time. It's, mm. you know, sometimes it is in- instantaneous, but a lot of the time it does take time. And then in your eyes open life, you need to go and put action in as well. So Mm. what is it that you wish for? You need to go into your eyes open life being what you want. So say, for example, you do want this love interest. The best way to bring that to you is to be the person that you want. So if you want to create someone that's successful, someone that is loving, then you need to go out and be that person because you're not going to bring in, attract what you want into your life when you're doing the complete opposite of what you want. So say, for example, also you might want to, I don't know, write a book or something. The book's not just going to come. You need to actually put 
Mm-hmm. You need to go and write a proposal and show the universe that you're actually doing something and put action in. So the way to get manifestation to come is to actually put the action in, make sure that your subconscious mind is wide in a way that you're, you feel worthy of your desires, do the mental rehearsal mm-hmm. and raise your energy when you do it, and then everything will come into fruition. I mean, I, again, I have a course that I sell that's all about manifestation that goes in hardcore into each element of this. Uh, but I think what happened for a long time is that TikTok and a lot of the social media apps kind of did the basic manifestation like, you, oh, you just think about what you want and you'll get it. But when it's actually a scientific technical mm-hmm. thing of how you bring it into reality. But it's a beautiful practice to do. And really, uh, you know, this is such a long answer to your question, but like manifestation is about feeling good. If you feel good about yourself, you'll be able to attract what whatever you want into your life. But you need to be able to get yourself to the stage where you really feel like that abundant, successful person mm. that can bring their desires into reality. Mm. I um, I actually have your um manifestation recording, the meditation, and ah. I actually was focusing on bringing in a podcast and uh, a really good uh, co-host to do a podcast with. And then literally like a few weeks later, Alice and I kind of came about this whole podcast. And what I love about the recording is that the the recording is, is such good quality that with the with the music you really do raise your vibration to the mm. point where you feel like you are actually doing exactly what you want to do and you get out of it i remember just like almost like laughing when i got out of it just feeling so good and wow. yeah at the end of the day i guess exactly like you said manifestation is about feeling good so take all the complex stuff out of it just try and feel good and do everything you can to do that and yeah. yeah, I'm so happy you say that because I'd learned manifestation and studied it for such a long time and then started teaching it many years ago. I knew for me that the music was a huge part of it because, you know, in anything you do to raise your vibration, music is such a great way to do it. Like if you feel like you're in a bad mood, I mean, anyone just put on a good song and yeah. how much does that change your mood? So when I worked with my audio producer, to like he made the music, hmm. did it so specifically to be able to allow people to raise their vibration in a way that, that it was easy for them. Because if yeah. you have music that can help you with your frequency, it's so much easier to then raise your vibration whilst you're thinking about what you want in your life. So I'm so happy that worked for you. Yeah, it absolutely did. And you know how you... Um in there you say put something in here so that when it comes to fruition um like a symbol or something yes. you'll know so I put a gold necklace in I was like yeah when I get a gold necklace I'll we'll have that and I have a gold necklace my partner got oh. it for Christmas for me and oh. it's just it kind of all just works out so I can absolutely attest to yeah everything that you promote it's incredible amazing yeah. amazing oh that sounds so unreal I want to try that yeah you have to Something that, um, something that, so, like I've, I, ha- I really like this whole concept of manifestation. I think it's fantastic, and I've been kind of trying to harness it the past few years. But something that I've struggled with in particular is finding, I guess, what to manifest. Like what, and I don't know if this is a silly question, but like, what exactly, like, is it like a, 
like what happens if you don't know what you want to manifest? Like what happens if you're like, I just want to be happier. I want to be this. Like, do you have to have a specific thing? Like I want to be able to start a podcast. I want to have a fiance or a partner. Like how specific does it need to be? And what happens if you don't know what you actually want? That's a great question. And you know what, like you'd be pretty, I, I think amazing that you you don't know exactly what you want as well. Cause you're obviously feeling abundant enough that you don't feel <laughs> like I want this and this and this and nothing's <laughs> happening. But to just feel good is a perfect manifestation. So what I would do, and I've done this before within my own manifestation, is I want to feel like the brightest light of love to attract mm. so many people to my work or something like that. So you imagine yourself in your manifestation and the feeling of pure love within you and radiating this beautiful energy. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. And you'll see that it will start attracting, I mean, not that you want to do it for this, but it will start not only attracting people to you, but you'll start feeling so great about yourself. So you go into manifestation feeling that I want to feel happy and I want to feel good and I want to feel abundant, not from money, just abundant within myself. Yeah. Beautiful manifestation to go and do. And I, I think one that everyone would, would get something out of. But yeah, you can be really specific as well. And um, for sure, if there is something that you want, and you know exactly what it looks like. And a lot of, so a lot of people do this visualization technique within sport and within uh, Mm. well, so they'll, if they want to, if they're playing the violin or they're doing something like that, they'll imagine themselves doing that and actually do it because their arms or a their hand gets too sore when they're practicing the whole time. They've realized that if they're doing the visualization plus the practicing, they get mm-hmm. further along the way than if they were just practicing themselves. Like there has been scientific evidence for wow. this. And the same that a lot of athletes do it if they're swimming or if they're running, whatever sport they're doing, that they'll visualize themselves doing that race before they do it. And they realize that people won more races by doing the vis- visualization aspect of it as well as training. So. Mm-hmm. Really, you can do it for anything, but mm. doing it to just feel good is amazing and doing it for something very specific also will work effectively. Mm. What you don't want to do is be really wishy-washy about what you want. Like if you go in and you're not quite sure and you're kind of thinking of something for two seconds and moving to mm. something else, then you're giving mixed messages 
and you're not really being so firm on what you want and then your manifestation's not going to work out how you would like to. I mean, mm-hmm. I put a few things into my manifestations. I, I don't just focus on one thing, even though you can. I might think in my head, okay, there's three things that I feel I want to manifest in this um, meditation today and I'm going to go in and I'm going to think of those three things. Mm-hmm. What's good before is to maybe work out what you want to do before you go in rather than be in the meditation going, oh, it's the visualization part and now I don't really know what I want to do and then kind mm. of properly. so it's good to like write a list or something like that so you can kind of work on a few things and then mm. you know if you feel like it hasn't come to fruition that's fine but just let it go because you don't want to hold on to it too tightly you just put it in your manifestation here and there and then you find something else to work on mm. and then move on to that. Mm. Yeah. that's a good point I was thinking that like can you have multiple things that you can manifest like, or do you have to be like, okay, I just manifest this. And then until that's finished or done or, you know, in, in my existence, then I do the next thing. Like it can be a multiple. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Mm. That's really insane. I love this so so much. So cool. Um, (laughs) We really wanted you on today as well, Sarah, to talk about, I guess like women being in business and you are such a successful person in in my eyes but I think in you know society's eyes as well how do you balance I guess your spiritual side but also your business side because it's something that I can get sort of stuck in and like I, I would say I'm quite a spiritual person but and you see online like you know people hustling and hustle culture and you know it's it's kind of a bit of a paradigm that I would love for you to talk about that's such a beautiful question. I don't think I've ever been asked that, yet I've thought about it so much because mm. um, I feel the same thing. Sometimes I think like, whoa, these people are hardcore hustling and they sell this whole spiritual thing and mm. then what's, you know, the which way do you do it kind of thing. Mm. So I think for me on my journey, what I've learned for myself is that, you know, spirituality to me is the most exquisite thing I think I've ever come across and it has changed my life and I love so openly talking about it because sometimes you know you feel like you can't um but it is just I you know I was reading um I love poetry love poetry and I've had quite a few poets on and I'm about to have another one and I was reading his poems the other night and I was sobbing and sobbing and sobbing because <laughs> I was just they're so spiritual and I was just immersed in the way that he spoke about God and um, sorrow and all these kind of things and I just thought would anyone else read this and be like me like am I that so <laughs> in it that I'm so touched by this man's words and I'm like telling someone else and they were like <laughs> yeah. kind of I'm reading the poem and then they're going back to whatever they're doing. And I was like, all right, I think it's just my like need to like Mm. understand the divine and why we're here and this like innate knowing I think I've had since I was young. And then how do I use that in a business sense where I'm, you know, have to hustle and kind Mm. of work things out? Well, it's taking what I've learned and using that to be the best person that I can. Because again, like we were talking about with manifestation. I think spirituality is also like being completely conscious of what you're doing and your actions mm-hmm. and being the best version of yourself that you can be to help others on their journey home, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there are times where you're like, oh, this seems like a bit full on or you might get into a situation with business where 
you know, it can seem not at all spiritual. I mean, most people are not like that. But how do you approach the situation? How do you put out your energy to the situation? Mm-hmm. And I think if you don't focus on anyone else and they're the way that they are, but you just focus on you and the way that you show up to everything mm-hmm. you do within business, be it organizing an interview, uh, be it organizing deals or meeting people. And even when you're negotiating money and things Mm. like that, of course that you want the best outcome, but do it from your heart. Do it so everyone wins. Mm -hmm. Like taking all of the spiritual knowledge that you have and just using that in your everyday life. So that's how I married Mm. the two because really I just want to be a good person and I also want to be successful and have a business that can reach a lot of people so that that can change lives. So, you know, using all that to be able to help others as well as myself I think is the best way to do it and not get caught up in um, the hustle bustle of it all because it can be hustle bustle but hustle bustle in a spiritual way. Mm, I like that hustle bustle in a spiritual way. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I think that's a fantastic answer. And mm. like, it's very difficult. And I think it's like also balancing this masculine feminine energy as well. And I feel like this hustle bustle, like business sort of oriented mind is quite masculine in the way it's approached, but it's so difficult when, you know, you want to approach it in a quite a, a feminine or, or much more spiritual way. And you can kind of get really caught up in it all from, from society standards, what is a business owner versus somebody who is spiritual? It's like we, you can actually do it in conjunction. It doesn't have to be like one or the other. Yeah. Like, for example, I've got a few people that work for me and I love, I adore them. But how can I treat them in a way that I get the best out of them, but they also enjoy working for me? You know, so I use mm. everything I've learned and treat them respectfully. Um, make sure that they're doing their job properly, mm. but do it in, in a way that is kind. Like you yeah. can get results by being kind. Yeah. Um, so like using all the techniques that you would think someone of the light would use, <laughs> um, that you'll see you'll end up getting more from being like that than mm. being hard and, um, you know, you can be firm and not have people walk over you and still be very kind. Yeah. So I think like, you know, people think that you have to be hard and cutthroat to get what you want. You absolutely do not. Mm. You're going to get more from someone if you're kind and nice than if you're cutthroat and threatening and feeling like you have to control them and all that kind mm. of stuff. What about, I guess, you know, when we talk about success, I guess we can't ignore, you know, the money, money side. Yeah. When, I guess, negotiating money or or asking for you know a certain amount of money or what you deserve how do you approach that from a spiritual side because for a long time I thought I'm helping people that should be a charitable thing how can I ask for so much money like it's a real um conundrum and I think a lot of people might find that as well uh yes and I think what the best way to do is you are you put your energy into what you're delivering. So say, Mm. for example, you're going to do a talk, Mm. right? Okay, you might do some for free, but majority, where are you going to get if you do them all for free? You're not going to get anywhere. Like you're putting hours into a speech and learning it and doing all this stuff. So I think for a while people would think like, oh, would you just come and do this? Mm. And I was like, no, no, I'm not just going to come and do this. Mm -hmm. Like 
I can get paid really big money to be able to do this from people who are appreciative of mm. my time. So I understand that maybe you're used to getting people for free, but I mm. am going to make sure that what I give you is the best version of myself. I'm going to put hours into writing a speech for you mm. and I would like to get be paid for that. That's my job. I get paid for everything else that I do. Yeah. So why wouldn't I get paid for that? And the more you start doing that, the more that people will respect you for that and, mm. and pay you because I think the more that you do not do that, the more that you're showing the universe that you're happy to just get not paid, not getting paid mm. for stuff. Mm. And so then you're going to get more of what you're putting out. So like I said, of course, there might be times here and there where, mm. yeah, of course, I'll do that at no charge. It's a charity. They have absolutely no money. It's mm. a cause I really believe in, of course. But if I did that the whole time, yeah. <laughs> any money. And also I've worked with over my producing years, um, which has been long and, with some of the biggest names in the world who do not need the money, they don't do this stuff for free. The mm. case, they have their charities that they will work with, that they will, mm-hmm. and then they either don't do it at all or, of course, they charge a fee. Mm. So, you know, like you've got to really think I am worthy of this. Again, it goes yeah. back to like your self-worth. I'm going to put in all I can and I hope that through this talk or through this piece of writing or whatever it is, that service that you're giving the person, that they get something out of it that will change their life. And then, you know, a monetary transaction would need to occur for that to happen. Mm, It's true, yeah. And and they should be, it's a very kind thing for them to do to, like, pay you for your service. Mm. If you hire someone, then you need to pay them Mm. because that's the job that they're doing, as you would in any other kind of industry. Mm. It's so true. I also find with clients if I have done it for, you know, a, a discount or, or something like that, I find that they aren't the ones that get the best results because yeah. they haven't put enough in it from their side. Um, mm. So there's definitely a lot to that, I think. I think so as well. Mm. I, I think people value you more subconsciously mm. if they know they're paying for something as yeah, well. It's so, so you know, like I said, I, I think it's you just have to shift your your the way that you think about that mm. and then know that you are worthy of what you of of the money that you receive and then like i said like yes you might miss out on an opportunity but you'll see that the next opportunity will come and then mm. they'll pay you for your time and also when you're getting paid it makes you want to put in even more for yeah. them <laughs> campaign for a client and they are so giving and so lovely and i just love them so much like mm. i want to give I, I want to give my all every time, but like especially because these people are seeing my light and my value. Mm. So, you know, it really works both ways. You don't want to go into doing something feeling resentful because mm. they're not paying you much or not paying you at all. That's that's not a good energy to form a relationship in business in. That's mm. so true. It's so true. I love I love yeah. the way you put that. That's that's beautiful. It's um I think it's difficult, like yeah, I found it very difficult sometimes in business because I'm a like health professional and things. And I think that when it comes to health, everyone kind of expects that you can just do things for free because that's everyone deserves to have health. And it's very, very difficult. And it's something that like I've had to work with, you know, people with like a psychologist to break down even things like money stories as a child and, and all that kind of stuff. But when you acknowledge and understand and, and really relish in the worth that you do, do have to the universe and the world like and to people – 
it does come back. Like it does come back. It's uncomfortable, but it does come back. And I think that what you just said, Sarah, was, yeah, incredibly, it resonated very strongly because, yeah, it, it's it's a tough one. It's a tough one when you want to be a nice human being and to give back to the universe and the world, but like you also need to live <laughs> and pay yeah, your rent. Exactly. Yeah. And like I said, there might be two charities that you yeah. that you like or whatever it is that you go, okay, if I do work for them, I will do it at no charge. Mm. I am giving back in that mm. way. But also like I need to pay my mortgage or my rent yeah. or my kids or whatever it is. So like everything else like needs to be paid and these are my rates, like have mm-hmm. rates for what you charge so you're not mm-hmm. kind of making it up on the, you know, randomly, like mm-hmm. these are my rates and then you'll see like people will start paying you for that because that's, mm-hmm. it's also that mindset, you know, a lot of sales mm-hmm. people I've worked with, if you're like charging little, people think like why are they charging such yeah. little? mustn't be very good Mm. you know and then if you put the value up people are like whoa that must be good there's that fine line of being like crazy expensive Mm. and then the amount where people like whoa like that's what they're worth you know so you there are like little like sales I'm not a salesperson but there are like tricks of the trade as well that go within that Mm. but really spiritual perspective it comes about the fact of you know you're worthy of your time your time and your story and your work is worthy of payment and you need to look at yourself as worthy of that and feel worthy of that going back into that whole subconscious mind work mm. and whatever it is with growing up with money with a lot of money with a lack of money know that you are deserving just as much as anyone else is so mm. you know once you've got that subconscious mind you know reframed and um, moving forward within your life, then you'll see that these things start to come to you. But you need to value yourself. Mm. Yeah. It all comes down to that self worth aspect. Yeah, yeah. You've mentioned self worth a lot, and I think it's so powerful. But also, you know, there it's it's very difficult. I think to if you've, for example, like grown up in a in a situation where you haven't really valued yourself for whatever reason. What would you say to somebody right now who feels like their self-worth is pretty low? Like they just don't feel worthy of these sorts of things. Like how would you how would you have a conversation with that person? What would you sort of say? Well, firstly, there is not one person that's more worthy to be here than anyone else. We're all born complete souls that have a reason why we're here. So every single person has these exact need to be here as much as the next person and you know if you were born into an elite family or whatever it is and one person was not doesn't make them needing to be here more than the person that was not every soul needs to be here otherwise they wouldn't be here Mm -hmm. they they need to be here so that's the first thing know that you're here for a reason and that you are worthy of being here otherwise you wouldn't you wouldn't have come and you're Mm -hmm. here so you know that that's the first step, and then I suppose the step the second step is is think about like why why do you feel not worthy? You need to kind of retrace those steps. Like what in your life or your childhood or what it whatever it is has made you feel that I'm not enough. Have that mm-hmm. I'm not enough narrative, and once you work that out, it's again trying to like go okay, well that's not true because it's never true. Mm. Like, you know, was it that your parents worked the whole time and didn't give you enough attention? Was it that, um, 
you know, that you had a partner that cheated on you that made you not feel worthy. Whatever those stories are, it's never, ever about you. It's about the other person. So you need to separate yourself from that story and know that you are enough. And one of the one of the greatest things is the fact that we can start over every day. So just because you've gotten maybe to 20 years old or 30 years old, however old you are, and you have had this story, this negative story playing in your head, doesn't mean that it's always going to be like that. You have mm. the power and the ability to change that story right now. Mm. So whatever it is that you're holding on to that's not making you feel that you're worthy or that you're enough, well, now you can change it and you can change it to make the life that you want. But you need to go and do the inner work and the inner work can be seeing a psychologist to get those stories and tear them apart and really work out why you feel not enough. It can be doing manifestation and working out, you know, through the course I have on my website or learning about manifestation and working out how you can create an abundant mindset to be able to feel like you are worthy of everything you desire. Mm. Just being conscious of everything you do, being conscious of your thought patterns. When a negative thought comes in, okay, how can I replace that with a positive thought? Mm. What am I saying to myself? What am I saying to other people that is so negative, like changing the narrative and the way that you speak? Doing all those things will will enable you to be able to then create this more worthy mindset but you can't create a mindset of feeling enough or worthy by being the old personality you need to change your personality to change your reality Mm. so I mean I did that for myself when I um was growing up I just I I mean I've always been a very spiritual person but I didn't kind of know it was there as much as I do now and I didn't realize that life happens for you not to you so I was kind of you know with the blinkers on life was just happening around me some things were good some things were not but because I wasn't creating I was at the beck and call of what was just there so of course you're going to have negative things happen to you because you're not creating so you're just like randomly getting what's coming it's like driving and not knowing how to drive properly and you yes you're getting into a car crash because you're not creating your life so I kind of became exhausted with that after a while and I burnt out through having a hardcore job and then I got into this work I needed to change my whole personality (laughs) of course I'm not a completely different person but I changed the way that I was thinking. I changed the way that I was speaking. I changed the way that I showed up in the world. Mm. I am so different to the person that I was 15 years ago. I can't begin to tell you, but I didn't know how to do this, Mm. but I had to become conscious of everything I was doing. And I think once that we do that, then we're able to change the story that we've been telling each other, telling ourselves for so many years. Mm. It's all about the story that you tell yourself all about the story and you know it can be hard because people like oh what that's I don't remember that Sarah or that Lily or that Alice that they like they seem weird now (laughs) get over what anyone else thinks you and you'll see that you'll draw amazing people to you because you Mm. will change your vibration which will then bring like really great people that can meet you on that vibration too and and within Mm. this transformation um, almost again being reborn in the same life that people yeah. may do, mm. you'll find that that you will attract very like-minded to you, which opens mm. you up to just like a realm of amazing possibilities. Mm. That's incredible. I love that. I love how you said in order to change, was it reality you need to change your personality? Yeah. 
oh, and it's like you don't owe your past self anything. Like you can change your identity tomorrow if you really wanted to. It's hard. Like you can't just like do things easily as as if you wanted to when you were, I guess, your past self. But it is possible and, you know, you have so much more control over your environment and yourself than I think some people think they do. Absolutely. incredibly empowering to hear that from somebody and have you know for yourself having witnessed that yourself personally like it, it, it's the world is literally your oyster like you have power and I think one of you know for example it might just do like do it in little steps mm-hmm. if someone's listening and they're like oh that sounds full-on mm-hmm. maybe today I'll stop gossiping mm-hmm. say that maybe today I'm not going to say a bad word about another person Maybe today I'm going to wake up. I'm not going to judge anything that happens. Like if something happens, I'm not going to get annoyed. I'm just going to, okay, it is what it is and move on. And the more that you start putting those habits into practice, the more that they'll become normal and the more that you'll start doing them every day. But you can take it in little steps. Or maybe, you know, I'm going to smile at my barista today. I'm not just going to take the coffee or I'm going to Whatever it is, you can start slowly, but you need to make those changes to be able to change. You can't change your life and keep doing the same thing every day because nothing's going to change. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so powerful. Sarah, I know we only have you for just a couple more minutes. I just wanted to ask you, you have interviewed some of the most incredible thought leaders of our time. What would you say is you know, something that's really stuck with you or like, as Oprah would say, your biggest aha moment from all of the interviews that you've done. Do you have one that stands out? Yeah, there's a theme that's been going through a lot of my interviews at the moment that has resonated a lot with me. And it's about being authentic mm-hmm. and really not being a chameleon in life or changing yourself because other people want you to change. Mm. And the reason that this has come up so much is because, you know, from people like Jeffrey Rediger to Gabor Mate mm. to uh, uh, the palliative care workers that I've interviewed, mm. um, even recently with Dr Shafali talking about kids, is mm. that what they say is that if you are not your authentic self, so if you're showing up in life not being who you want to be, being a version of yourself that your mum wants you to be or your dad or your partner, then you're never going to feel fulfilled in life, mm. right? So they were saying they watched these people who might have gone and done law because their parents really want them, wanted them to, but really all they wanted to do was be a musician or something like mm. that. And so then they went through their life completely miserable, but they got the marks so they did what they wanted to do or they had a partner that was really overbearing so they really didn't talk up much or or give their opinion or really tell the partner that maybe they didn't want to do this thing, they wanted to do something else. So lived a life within their marriage that was one that was subservient to the person they were with and never really felt like they got to be their true self. These are the people that get sick. Mm -hmm. These are the people that get cancer. These are the people that get illnesses. And there have been so many studies with this. Jeffrey Rediger, who basically wrote a book on spontaneous remissions and why these so-called people were having been diagnosed with terminal illnesses and suddenly a miracle occurred and they were healed. Well, it wasn't a miracle. It was because they were changing different things about themselves and they were then able to heal. And the biggest pillar, there are pillars, there's like diet and a few other things, but the biggest pillar that was in within every single one of these people is that they changed, 
they healed their wounds. Mm-hmm. So going back to any trauma or anything within themselves that they couldn't let go of, they changed and became their authentic self. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like I said, they, they had to do hardcore inner work, but this hardcore inner work allowed them to heal. And I think if we can start off knowing that, we don't have to get to the stage where we are unwell because our body is breaking down mm-hmm. because it's never, it's, it's you know, in fight or flight or it's in anxiety or it's never felt like it's worthy enough. So therefore it ends up getting sick. Allow us to know this knowledge before so we don't get to that place. I mean, there is an epidemic of cancer in our world. One in two people will get cancer. Mm. Those stats are shocking, shocking. Mm. So what can we do to make that not happen? And it's that live a life that's true to yourself and don't be worried about what other people are going to think. Just do what's true to you. Because, again, those palliative care workers the you know main regret of the dying is that I didn't live a life that was true to myself. I lived a life that other people wanted me to lead and that was one that wasn't fulfilling. So mm-hmm. I think that has been just the most powerful message that I've seen come through with people that I really admire and respect and one that I feel like everyone needs to hear. Mm, absolutely. I feel so emotional. I'm so um I'm just so so grateful for you coming on our podcast and chatting to us and yeah I just feel really really emotional and really grateful so thank you so much it's an absolute pleasure thank you for having me on I've loved the chat today oh thank you hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.